Welcome to the Millers and Grind podcast, where today's guest is none other than Carlo Cincarini. Famously known as the Kingmaker, a visionary force in personal development and high performance, Carlo is a maestro in transforming the ordinary into the extraordinary. His expertise bridges mindset mastery, business acumen, and the nurturing of King energy, making him a revolutionary figure in unlocking human potential. As a beacon in personal development, Carlo has been the guiding force for top-tier business professionals, elite athletes, sports teams, and coaches. His philosophy centers around the powerful concept of King Energy, a transformative force that has redefined paths to success and excellence. Join us as we explore the depths of Carlo's wisdom and expertise, unraveling the secrets to attain peak performance and unparalleled achievements. Carlo, how's it going over there, sir? German, great to be here. Hello, everyone. Uh, absolute pleasure to be on this great show uh, and very excited to dive into uh, something that is going to be really powerful for everyone listening today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So, you know, I, I see a lot of people, you know, they call themselves kings, queens, etc. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at the world, it's like, OK, everyone can't be a king or a queen. But then also, what makes someone a king mm. or a queen? What gives you the right to say that? Mm. So since you are the kingmaker, I want to ask you, what is a king and a queen in your eyes? 100%. To me, a king and a queen is he is a, a man or a woman who has control and mastery over oneself. See, it, it's not a it's not an outwardly brag. It's not arrogance. It's still confidence. It's that knowledge and that identity that one has over themselves that, Hey, there is nothing that has power over me and I reign over my life. So there are no, there is nothing, no one person, no one thing that has power over me. Things like vices, things like habits, things like people that, stop you from being who you know you can be and having full control. And when I mean control, I don't mean a, as a, from a control freak point of view, but more of a, a mastery, being in control, having control over your thoughts, your emotions, choosing, being able to choose your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and not being dictated by something or someone outside of you to me that's what being a king and uh there are a lot of people that go around calling themselves kings and queens and most of the time that comes from a place of ego and arrogance where you can see from their life and what they're producing that they're not actually kings and queens and sure the term is is great and you're able to you know call yourself a king make you feel make yourself feel good but then when we're looking at the results and what the actual quality of our life is, is that person actually a king or are they giving in to vices when no one's looking? Are they giving in to, um, you know, there? There's two, there's two versions of ourselves, Sherman. So I call, there's obviously one that we call the king self, the queen mm-hmm. self, that version of you. But then there is also the opposite. And that is what I facetiously call the little bitch self which is the victim, the quitter, the the one that's full of excuses, the one that is self-centered, 
See, the king self is self-centered in a sense that it realizes that, hey, in order for me to be everything that I can be, I need to make myself the greatest that I can be so that I can help my community, the people around me, my clients, my family, my kids, my husband and my wife. So it is about becoming the highest quality version of yourself so that you can make everyone and everything around you elevate and rise too. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So getting rid of victimhood, being accountable, you know, being present, helping others, serving others. You know, I see that, you know, that's what makes someone a king and also being resourceful, you know, because I also have a thing against people that call themselves a boss just because they are the boss of themselves, but they're not giving anyone else opportunities, you know, which actually, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a, it's an ego thing. It's like, what can I do to feed my ego? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. with that being said, I wanted to um, talk about what, how do you feel about, you know, people having a lack of authenticity? It's something, it's something that I, that I see a lot. And I've actually done a lot of thought and studied that behind the scenes a fair bit. Now, being being authentic and actually allowing yourself to truly be who you want to be, it, it's not an easy thing because we live in a, in a world, in a society that expects you to look, do, and be a certain way. And mm-hmm. sometimes you look externally, especially if you have something in you. Let's say you you're a visionary, you're an entrepreneur, and and you you see the world in a certain way. So often, we are conditioned to fit into boxes, to to be a certain way, to conform to how things have been or how we assume things should be. But mm-hmm. see. In order to be a king or a queen, you need to rise above that and be above that. But in order to truly be authentic, the one thing that most people forget that they need in order to truly do that is confidence and certainty within themselves. It's to actually believe into in, in the in the way that they see things, in the way that they believe something should be, and are actually following through and acting on that. Because it's all good and well to be authentic, but if we don't have the confidence to to follow through and, and actually be fully authentic, then mm-hmm. either we're not going to be, or two, we're going to force it, and actually it's going to come out in a way that doesn't feel right and it doesn't have the desired effect of what we're actually trying to do. So right. a lot of the time through life, we... We want to be authentic. We want to be ourselves. But then we, if we look at it externally and we want to conform to be like, to be appreciated, to, to not cause any conflict, then all of a sudden we're going we're gonna to give away our power. We're going give, to give away. And what do we mean by power? We mean our beliefs. We mean following through and being congruent with and align to to that little thing that I call the conscience and say, hey, I know that this is how I believe this should be, but mm-hmm. the world is telling me this, but it doesn't match what I feel deep inside. And so we, one of the worst things that we can do, and, and I 
know this because I lived through this. When you give up your own belief, your own standard, your own way that you see things and believe that things should be because of what other people might say, because of how society tells you something should be. And when you give away that power and you give away your belief, it's one of the most soul shattering things that you can do because then to rebuild that is a lot of hard work and it's really painful. So to be authentic, to be you is what you're called to do. And another way that we can probably look at it is that it's about fulfilling your potential, not anyone else's, your own potential to, to the standard that you know you're capable of not what Mm. someone else is capable of. Because when you have that compass inside of you that you know, and I don't know about you, Shaman, but I truly believe that everyone inside of them has the answers. They know already the standard that they can play at. And they know when they don't play to that standard. And the greatest, and obviously with everything that we do in business, in life, we want, there is a level that we want that approval and that, uh, validation from the external admiration, whatever it might be hundred percent. But the only way that we're actually going to get that is if we do stay consistent to ourselves and what we believe and we are authentic, which in most cases can be scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I remember, um, you know, a guy telling me, you know, when I was younger, he was like, why are you reading all of these books when you already know everything? And it kind of got like, I didn't understand it at that point, but later on in life, I was like, wow, he's right. Like we already are equipped with what we know we're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. but I guess I just fell in love with the, you know, with the exercise of it, with the research of it. And I tend to ignore, you know, what, what resonated with me, Mm -hmm. you know, deep down inside. It's mm-hmm. like because it's it's fun trying to learn new things. Like when we learn something new, we release dopamine. It's a mm-hmm. ah, it's an enlightenment type of effect. Mm-hmm. And a lot, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people get in love with, you know, the feeling and the process mm-hmm. instead of actually, you know, doing what needs to be done, doing mm-hmm. the hard work, you mm-hmm. know, and committing to the hard work. You know, so do so you see that? Do you see that as well? It's like, you know, it's like, okay, why why do you think we ignore? you know, that inner voice Mm. that Mm. shapes our destiny, that, you know, something that we know we're supposed to be doing. This is a really good point. I'm actually really glad that you brought it up. I love having this conversation. And I I truly believe there is a balance to things, but there's also a couple of things about this, right? The first is, yes, we do have that voice inside of us. I don't think anything is ever going to take that away. But then in order for you to be to be this king, to be the queen in your life, right? There is a there is a constant growth. Life, life is awesome. Business is brilliant. Um because, because it's all a growth eccentric experience. Meaning that have you ever have you ever found yourself you know, in, in your business, in what you do, in your podcast, you 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 want to hit that next thing. You you're you're working towards something, and then you get there and it's like, okay, cool, awesome, I got it, brilliant. But but there is no like big, you know, fireworks going off in the sky celebration and all of that. It's just normal, right? But mm-hmm. it's in the chase, it's in the growth that we find the most fulfillment. And so, yes, we have that voice, but there is also we have to match that 
the voice. So for example, let's say that the voice inside of you says, Hey, I need to, I need to hit that level. I'm, I'm, mm. I know that I can go to a better level and I can be more consistent. I know I can, um, you know, grow more. Maybe I'm, the, the business, I can get it to be a, a bigger level. But then by default of that, in order for you to, to, to follow that conscience, that inner voice, you, we need to do it justice and we need to give it what we need, to, what it needs. Right. Mm-hmm. So I believe that whatever we believe in the universe, God, whatever it might be, that it's, if it's calling us to do something, all it's really calling us to do as a, a in order to achieve that is to be who we need to be for, to, to, to make that a reality. And in order for us to be who we need to be, oftentimes there is a need for continuous learning. So I'm a huge believer. I have books everywhere. I love surrounding yeah. <laughs> myself in, in, uh, and I see you've got books everywhere behind oh, man. you as well. All over um, the place. <laughs> exactly. Because, because in order for you to, to be the king that you can be, you need to continuously feed yourself the things that is going to help you elevate. Uh, you mm. you seem like someone that is athletic and that is fit and you know trains and works out. Unless you train your body, right, it's not going to continuously to grow. And and in order, you know, to to be in the peak, there is a need to 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 feed it. There, there is a responsibility with success that, and even with momentum, right. Mm-hmm. The responsibility that comes with momentum is to keep feeding the momentum. Right. So if you if you want to elevate, become a high performer on a consistent basis, it's no good to go to the gym. You don't get into the body that you have by going to the gym once a week. No way. Right. It's a consistent process every day. Mm-hmm. So if we can become people that are able to listen to the voice inside, but also master the identities that say, hey, I'm going to show up every single day. One of the rules of King Make a Living is every single day. Simple as that. No days off. We do it every day. Mm-hmm. We do mm-hmm. things every day. The things that help us to stay in that king energy, in that queen energy, we do it every single day. There is no mm-hmm. such thing when you become elite as days off. No right. way. Right. It's and it's king, it's king and queen energy unique to each and every individual or do you have like a a motto that says hey this is how you know that you are in king and queen energy Mm. great question okay so here's how i'll answer that it's slightly different for everyone it is unique so almost like your fingertips right Mm -hmm. because what what i when i think about my king energy might be Mm -hmm. slightly different to how you describe king energy for yourself and it's how um maybe sarah down the road describes her queen energy in a slightly different way or how Mm -hmm. you know stephen down the road describes his king energy there are similarities ultimately king and queen energy from you know been doing this for 15 years what i've landed on that is a a constant is that it's complete certainty complete confidence Mm -hmm. and clarity Mm -hmm. It's those three things. It allows you to say, hey, I'm going to go into any situation in my life with complete confidence, complete certainty, and clarity. And it's the greatest version of you. 
and uh, and I often do this with clients and and I'm happy to do it here for for you and and your listeners. Some some people might say Sherman, I I don't know what my king energy looks like. I don't know what my king self looks like. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've never done it before. I don't know what it looks like. I wouldn't know where to start. So here's here's what I do with with all my clients and I, and it's a simple exercise. I get them to close their eyes and you can do it as well if you like. But yeah. if you're listening to this show and you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Keep driving, right? Um, right? But when you get to a moment, come back to this show, listen to it again, find this moment. And uh, what I want you to do is with your eyes closed or with your eyes open, start to repeat to yourself these simple words, okay? Mm-hmm. The words are, be your greatest self. Be your greatest self. And you can repeat it out loud and you say, be your greatest self, be your greatest self, be your greatest self. Be your greatest self, be your king self, be your queen self, be the king, be the queen, be your greatest self. And as you start to almost throw out these incantations, you start to incant yourself with these, with the with these simple words, all of a sudden start to pay attention to the simple hints and to the simple suggestions that start to rise up inside of you. How would that greatest self? be right now how would they how would he or she think right now how would he or she feel right now how would you start to carry yourself would you would you be sitting up taller would your chin rise a little bit higher would your shoulders come back and your chest come out how would you show up on this show on as you're doing whatever you're doing right now how would your greatest self be right now would it feel more confident? Would it breathe a little bit with a bit more certainty? Would it stand? Would it sit as a being that is worthy? So this is why mm-hmm. I know that we have the king self inside of us because it's starting to come up and you're starting yeah. to see it, starting to be a little bit more certain in thoughts, starting to have a bit more confidence about yourself. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to do anything. It was there. Right. And all of, exactly. and all of a sudden, Imagine, Sherman, if you and everyone else had just did that. Imagine if we did that multiple times every single day Mm -hmm. and every single day for the next 365 days. Now, just just play this game with you. Imagine just what would happen in the conversations that you have around your husband, your wife, your kids, whoever you might be, whatever might be in your life. Imagine you went into your life from that place, from that energy, from that king or queen self, would we see 1% improvement every single day in the smallest way? That's enough. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Imagine imagine if, if we had 1% improvement in one or two things that we did every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we meet in, in a start of December in 2024, and your life is 365% better. Right. That's significant. That's that yes. changes not only lives, changes families, changes relationships, changes communities, mm-hmm. changes the world. Right. But we do it from the inside out. And it and all starts with that, us. It's it's like the man yes. in the mirror, you know, it's like you can make the change. Like if everybody, you know, decided to make a change within the world would be different, but there's no way we could change the world. If people do not change within, 
Like, it's like, right. you know, like a, a uphill battle. Like, it's not going to work, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and so with that being said, I have a friend, right? He just wrote a book and he coaches people, but he's just like, man, I'm still struggling for money, you know? And mm-hmm. he just, I don't know, it's like, man, everybody who you talk to on the phone or who you give your time to, you know, I know you want to be positive and all of that. You need to charge them for your time. 100%. You know, oh. don't be afraid to do that because you still need to survive and they need you. You 100%. know, so with that being said, what do you think hinders coaches, entrepreneurs and people that actually like have a message? You know, I, I know it's yeah. kind of like it's not about the money, but at the end of the day, we all have to eat. We all have to survive mm. and we all have value. You know, so mm. what will stop a coach or an entrepreneur from, you know, being successful and just basically not being broke? Yeah, I could talk about money and coaches and uh, all that. So I'm glad I'm glad you uh, you brought this up. I don't know how long we'll have, but I'm, I'm buzzing <laughs> We're right good. now because because see, and the reason why I'm so excited, I'll give you a bit of background. story. there's two reasons for it. I, I love working with people that are called to do what they're doing. And they're a different breed. They're a different mm-hmm. kind of person because I don't know if you know this, but the, the word passion is closely uh, connected to the word desire, okay, to want. The mm-hmm. word desire comes from the Latin and it translates of the father. Okay, so I don't know if you're spiritual and people, I, I don't mind whether yes or no, it doesn't matter. But let, let's play along with this. It comes from the word of the father from the Latin, which means what? That if you have a passion, you have a desire for something, right? right. You're going after something that you want. And w- that desire is not yours. It's of the father, whatever father that might be for you. If mm-hmm. spiritual guy from like me, you believe in God, you know that he has given it to you. It is his. If you believe in in Buddha, Allah, whatever it might be, whatever the father is, it's been given to you. That's the point. Now, if it's been given to you, it's a gift, meaning that it's not yours. It's his or it's, right? And if it's his or it's, then if I give you something and that it's mine, it is my responsibility to see it through. Right. Does this make sense? Now, if it's been given to me and it's of the father, then I am just a vessel. I am, I am, I am a vessel that needs to carry this. So I need to be who I need to be in order for his thing to come true. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? So it's not of my accord as has been said in a famous book, right? So here's why money is important. And I'll tie it back to this because when you're passionate about something, you're carrying out a bigger mission, a bigger vision, then in order for that mission to come through in an economic world that we're in today, mm-hmm. what are you going to need? You're going to need money because mm-hmm. here's the thing for coaches. They, they say, oh, I don't want to do it for money. I just want to make an impact. I just want to change the world. And so I say, great, do it. Go and do it for free. Oh, no, but I need money to survive. So the first thing that we need to do is say, hey, I'm here to make money because we, we're here to change people's lives, impact the world, right. and to make money. There's, there's, it, it has to coexist, and it can. Now, the issue for coaches, especially or for people that do it as a service, 
is not about money. The, the real issue is a self-worth issue because they the the, the self-worth is like oh i struggle to charge a lot of money i want to this is something that comes naturally to me so how could i potentially charge money for something that just comes so easy for me i don't feel worthy of charging and i don't feel worthy that what i actually do is valuable enough so there's there's the conundrum so then i'll go back to your mission if if you're so strong about your vision and your mission and your passion then in order for you to truly carry it out you're going to need money to continue to do it otherwise right. you're going to be driving uber eats and you know you're going to be working at a, at a at a job that you're not fulfilling your passion and your vision and your mission that has been given to you so now mm-hmm. i have an issue with that right so wow. now you need to make money not mm-hmm. from a desperate point of view but also for the for the point of view that yes, it's going to allow you to carry out your passion. But two, when when you pay, you pay attention. Right. You need to pay to pay attention. If you're a coach and you're passionate about what you do, you love what you do, you see the value of what you do, but you don't charge, then it's actually less about you and more about them. Because if if the people don't pay you, they don't pay attention. And That's if they true. don't pay attention, they don't change. Yeah. So it's less about you and the money. Yes, less about you and the money too. <laughs> yeah. You, it's it's because when listen, if I give you um let's say I give you a book, right? Mm-hmm. And it's free. How many how many books do we know and do we have on our shelves that have been given to us for free that we never read? Right? Uh, but then what if, <laughs> right? But then what right. if I give you a book and I say Sherman, this book that I'm holding up is $10,000. Yeah. All of a sudden you pay me $10,000 and you have it. Now that mm. book, you're going to look at the cover and you're going to touch just like, wow, look, feel how these words are, are written in that way. I wonder, I wonder why the, the author wrote it with that font. And then in this page, why has he highlighted that? Wow. Mm. Why does he say that in that moment? Feel this page as well. Oh my goodness. This book smells amazing. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of material did he use? Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what are you doing? You're valuing everything about that book so much higher. It's the same book. You could have the same book that you didn't pay anything for, and it's sitting there, you never read it. But this book, you read it five times a week. You carry it with you. You hold it, you highlight it, you you keep it on that little mantle and you look at it every single day. Because yeah. why? Because it's got you value. Ten thousand dollars for it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, the value. Now, coaches. Coaches, because they're not in their king or the queen self, they're not in that complete confidence and certainty about themselves. Okay. They're mm-hmm. not sold on themselves. They're not sold on their process. They're not sold on the fact that they have complete confidence and certainty. They can, they will get results for people. Mm-hmm. They don't go out there and sell themselves accordingly. And they don't ask for things in return because they're not confident and certain they're not in their king or their queen self and then it's a flow on effect and the amount of coaches that i've seen that are no longer coaching because Mm -hmm. they don't have money is crazy and i hate it i'm at war with it sherman because again i play at a bigger game and i know that if they're called to do something everything in the world is going to try and pull them away from it everything from their subconscious program is going to come in fear lack insecurity stress anxiety is going to want to pull them away and go to what they know but what they know is not what they've been called to do 
Mm -hmm. And so those are the kind of people that I love working with because I know that, hey, if you're called to something through faith and trust, things come to you. And I know that when you step into your king and your queen, shit goes your way. It has to because now you've been a match for your goals, been a match for for the million dollars that you want to make. But you have to be that match to it. You have to be on on the same floor of it, mm-hmm. right? I use I use an example of if you picture a high rise in downtown LA, right? If you if you're let's say the the W uh, hotel in 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 LA, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in on the bottom floor in the lobby, right? When you look out the window, you're gonna get a certain view. Am I right? right? You're gonna see the you know, all the traffic, the rubbish on the floor, the bins, the graffiti on the walls, whatever it might be. But then when you get into the elevator and you press the top floor, the hundred floor, right? The penthouse, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, when you get up there, you cannot help but get the results, right? Which is the external view from that floor. You can't get right. the view of the lobby from the penthouse, can you? Right. It's impossible. <laughs> Right. And so in the same way as our life, in order for us to get the results that we want, which are typically the ones in the penthouse, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the, you know, the sunrise, the sunset, the beach, the mountain, the city skyline, the beautiful views, right? The the luxury inside of the penthouse, which is different from the Mm -hmm. luxury of the first floor room, which is just a small room. Mm -hmm. Then we have to be a match. And the only way that we get the results of the penthouse is that if you are your king and your queen self, you are the highest quality version of yourself. And in order to do that, you need to step into every single day. And in order to do that, you need to get your money mindset right. You need to get your internal, you need to be a match to it. Does mm-hmm. this make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I mean, you know, I dealt with fear of charging people for, you know, for a minute, you know, so mm-hmm. like I remember when I first started doing taxes and I was like, what? Like, this is so easy. And I'm charging people $500 to do their tax returns. And I was yeah. I was feeling so guilty that I almost felt sick, mm-hmm. you know, but then it just, you know, I did one of my friends taxes and they were like, you could charge me more. Thank you. I appreciate you. I was like, what? You know, mm. I was spitting because it, it just came so easy to me. Yeah. But I was just so used to like, you know, doing other things, working extremely hard just to make that kind yes. of money that I could make like, you know, effortlessly to me. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I ended up getting a, a form of guilt, but I had to like build myself up to say, no, man, you're helping people. Yes. These people love what you're doing for them. Yes. It doesn't matter if it took you five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. If you give them that result and they want it and they appreciate it. it and they are happy to pay you, it's okay. You got it. hundred percent. You know, and I had to, I had to get over that, man. And, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times we feel like the world, the world will make us feel guilty for being successful mm-hmm. at what we can do effortlessly because, you know, in America, it's about hard work, grind, 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 you know, work hard, play hard. And you just have to continuously grind at something to make money. But then I had a, a, a pod, I can't say his name, but basically I had a podcast with a, another guy. Right. And he told me that he turned after the show, he told me that he turned down a client that was paying him twenty five hundred dollars an hour. 
And I was like, what? Like, that's like, that's not even, that's more than lawyers make, you know, like $2,500 an hour just to speak to you. You know what I mean? And then I'm just, and then, you know, during the interview, he's saying me and me and you are like kindred spirits and I like the way you think and da, 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 da. And I'm just like, man, so I have the possibility to make that much just because of how we relate. You know what I mean? And I was just like, wow, like it's just endless. You know, like, like I would have to work, you know, my previous life, I would have to work extremely hard to make $2,500. Mm. Mm. You know, like some people that's a, that's a monthly salary. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? But this guy is using his God given talents to make it within one hour. And I was just, mm. man, I was just speechless, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're right, man. Like I, I, I really could appreciate that because as you were talking, I just had like visions in my head of my, you know, personal self-sabotage and the things that I went through when it came to me, you know, getting what I deserve, you know? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, right, you have a money blueprint, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting what you're saying. I think it ties in really, really well because See, so many people will experience the very same thing in one way, shape, or form. And mm -hmm. they they're passionate about what they do, but then they always seem to to get stuck. They always seem to have some sort of emotional block. And and see, when I talk to people, in order in order to truly change, because you can get lucky and you can make some money. You can um you know, go from, you know, leave your job and, and learn some skills, add some value and make, make some more money every month. But the issue with that is that unless we do the work around understanding, first of all, understanding where are we at with our money? And what do I mean by that is, is more, okay, how have you been taught about money? What, what are your beliefs? What are your mm -hmm. thoughts? What are your ideas? What are your, like, what's your programming? And when we mean programming, okay, we, we very much, it's another word for how we've been taught because we get to program our mind to operate in a certain way, to see things in a certain way and feel uh, about things in a certain way. Now, everyone has been conditioned around money. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we are conditioned mostly and and the first layer of conditioning that happens is in the first zero to seven years of our life so in those first seven years our mind and this is why kids are so um are so precious right because in the first zero to seven years our human brain is in something called theta brain state which means in simple words it's in a it's in a download phase Okay, there is no filter. It just keeps like there's no Norton antivirus that protects the you know the mind. It just downloads everything, viruses, memes, the whole stuff, right? So it keeps downloading, downloading everything, and it doesn't question it. It doesn't filter it. It just takes it as truth. So everything that we say, everything that uh, we show our kids, energy wise as well, our kids pick it up. Now talking about ourselves, the way that our mind is programmed, right, is in, in three phases. Number one, the first way is the things that we hear. So if we grew up in a certain community, right, that uh, 
spoke about money in a certain way and we heard certain things around money, that becomes our blueprint, right? That becomes how things are. That becomes our truth. The second way is in the things that we see. So the the behaviors of people around us around money. So dad comes home, there's a bill, puts it on the fridge. Do you put your bill on the fridge? Right? It put um you you hear him talking about the bill in a negative way, or stress, anxiety, fear, anger around scarcity around money, mm-hmm. then that starts to build it up. So now we've got two. And finally, number three is our emotional experiences. So what big, significant emotional events happen in our life that shaped how we feel about money? For me, when I was a kid around my grandma's dinner table, there was a lot of fighting around money, right? With all the family. So that was part of my subconscious blueprint of how I felt about money. can be different for people. A lot of the time it's similar, okay? So- The blueprint is important because most entrepreneurs, most people in business are trying to build the equivalent of a three-story mansion in Malibu, right? The issue is that they have a blueprint for that building that matches a one-story, one, you know, one-bedroom studio apartment. And they want more than the studio apartment. Mm -hmm. They want the three three story Malibu mansion with a pool, but they're building it going off the wrong f- blueprint. And so if we want to have the, the Malibu mansion, we can, but what needs to happen is we need to get a different blueprint. And yeah. so we need to reprogram ourselves. We need to, first of all, understand, okay, what were the things that I heard throughout, throughout my childhood, throughout my life? What are the things that I saw and what are the emotional experiences? Once I have understanding of that, then I need to understand what are my beliefs right now, right? And once I have the understanding of the beliefs, then I need to disassociate, I need to say, okay, I understand that these are not actually my beliefs. These are the beliefs of my family, my co- my community, my society. And then I need to understand that, hey, those were not even their beliefs, Those were the beliefs of their families, their societies, their cultures. I was raised by, I was raised in Italy by a grandma who lived through World War II. Now think about the programming that comes with that. Right. Around money and, and, and food, for example, those two things, right? Um, She, she raised me as if we were still living in World War II, as if food was still rationed. Eat all your food, save your money, put your money away, tuck it away, right? Mm -hmm. But now we're in 2023, going into 2024. This isn't an economy of our parents and grandparents. It's completely different. It's not even the, the, the economy of, you know, 20 years ago. Not at all. Right? Look at the way the technology, right? It's not even, look, like COVID was less than five years ago. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it's less than five years ago. It's not even the economy of pre-2020s. It's completely mm-hmm. different, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for us to succeed today, we need to upgrade and we need to continuously elevate our, especially our money mindset, especially 
if you're a coach service provider that has got a passion for what they do. And I don't give a shit what that passion is. It's mm-hmm. not my business. It's your business. What you're passionate about. My job is to help you be the king and the queen version of you so that you can help more people and make that a reality. Right. Right. Wow. That's interesting, man. Cause you, you know, I, I, my grandmother, uh, well, my grandparents, they would tend to like put food in the freezer you know, like yeah. say Thanksgiving food yes. and keep it there for months. And I was like, yes. what the heck? Like, ew. Yes. You know, yes. but then I was like, oh, that's probably a learned behavior that yes. was passed down, you know? And do you ever, have you ever paid attention? You've ever noticed the similarity between relationship to food and relationship to money? Hmm. It's very, very interesting. When you, when you, when you actually think about it, stacking food away for, you know, for a day down the road. You know, mm-hmm. um, save save all your leftovers, right? Save all your money, keep it. You know, find the always. You know, the things on special, right? Save your money, buy it, buy it. It's very, very interesting when you pay attention to it. Just as a side note, but yeah, yeah, no, that is true because you know I would buy clothes just because they were on clearance and I really didn't like them like that. But I was like, oh, it's on clearance. It looks decent. I'm going to buy it. But then I end up never wearing it, you know, because I'm like, I don't really like it. But I I had a a scarcity mindset that was like, man, you could probably do something with it. But then I like, you know, I ended up donating so many, like I could still donate clothes, but I, I donated so many clothes and I'm like, man, you bought this two years ago and you never wore it. You probably wore it two or three times. Yes. Get it out of here. You don't really like it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's super interesting around that? Because what if we were to change the word from clothes, mm-hmm. right, to make it about yourself, right? Instead of saying, oh, it's a decent piece of clothing, I'll buy it because it's decent. Mm-hmm. Are we saying, hey, I'm a decent human being? I, yeah. That's what I deserve. Yeah. Right. It's all a reflection. It's all a reflection of us because what, if we go out and I'm not saying be stupid with your money or whatever. Right. But at the same time, what if you, instead of buying 10 of those things, you buy one of the best, what would that say about the way that we view ourselves? Yeah. Does that make sense? Because everything connects. Man, this year I bought a coat that was like, $250, $300, and it fits me so well. I love it. When I go out with it, I get compliments. But, you know, it's just like, wow, I could have bought, you know, four different coats and got no compliments on it, and it will just be whatever. But since I got this, and once I seen it, I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to have it. I ended up getting a deal on it because my friend worked for a store. But, you know, it was just like, you know, like, why don't I spend – money on me looking the best because i'm going to spend it anyway you know like say for a pair of jeans i could have 10 pair of jeans or i could have three really good ones yes you know which what what am i going to do and then what does that say about me the type of person i am the energy you know that i have you know what i mean it's all a reflection it's all a reflection of what how you view yourself and what you truly think of yourself oh man like it's just so crazy how that it, it can be deemed a little small thing, but then it's like it's really big on what you think mm-hmm. about yourself. 
Mm. You know, Huge. like the way 100%. your clothes, the way your shoes are tied, how your shoes are clean, you know, the hat, yeah. how you line up your beard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of these things play a part because, you know, the human mind just looks at your physique and your physical first, you know, and then that's how people judge you straight off of the bat. Of course. Yeah, you know? in, that impression is is super important. And, and even if you think back to the king and the queen self, mm-hmm. they they look after themselves. But the question is why? Is it an external thing first? Or is it say, hey, this is what I think of me. This right. is how I value me. This is what I, man, I love me. I love me some me, right? Yeah. And and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look after me first and foremost. Why? Because then as a result, What's the world going to think of you? It's not mm. going to think of you any higher than you think of than what you think of yourself. Right. It can't think, well, Sherman is jacked. He's super cool. He's wow. He's got great energy. If Sherman doesn't think, man, I feel jacked. I feel great. I feel good about myself. I have great energy. No way. Because life is a mirror. They're going right. to see in you what you see in yourself. And if you see yourself as the king for you, then mm. one, they'll see that in you. But two, you won't even really care. Right. Why? Because you think that of you. And that's yeah. who we're really trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up taking way better care of myself when I felt it within instead of just worrying about, okay, I'm going outside or I'm going here. Let me dress up. But yeah. then it's just like, why do I have to, you know, go somewhere to feel like I am somebody, you know, like, yeah. Okay, now I want to feel like I'm somebody because I'm going to an opera or I'm going to a show. We could actually feel like somebody every single day, you know, because like you said, a king or a queen feels that every single day. And we have to operate from that state of mind, you know, because if it's internal first, then it's going to resonate with the external period. You got it now, you know, and then it's like you and then I also feel that you don't necessarily have to tell yourself that you know, or these things about yourself, you could just be, you know, and then when you be, it could resonate with other people, you know, easily, where it's like, when you hear it, it'll probably be a shock to you. Like, oh yeah, my my bad. That's nothing. That's just who I am, but I'm glad you see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I think that's so powerful. I couldn't agree more. And it's, and this is very much what I like to explain it that, it's an inside out process. Mm-hmm. Everything is an inside out process. Think about even, even your body. It's an inside out process. First, you step, you do the thing. Then the body on the external reflects what you've done in, internally. Does that right. make sense? Right. Yeah. Even, even with money and value, it's an inside out process. If we, if we are a business owner in, 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 and we fall for the trap of being in the consumer mindset, then mm-hmm. we go online, we we build our business thinking, hey, once once they sign up, I'll give them value. No, that's not how it works. Right. First you give value, first mm-hmm. you add, then you receive. Right. Right. It, relationships are the same thing. First, it, it's me becoming the best version of me, making the people around me the best version of themselves. Yeah. 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 It definitely goes into relationships. Because I wonder, but you know, a lot of people in societies now are operating from the ego. And then like, I would often hear women, you know, American women, I'm not sure how it is out there, but they'll say, 
you know, when I find the right man, that's mm-hmm. when I will be this, this, that, and the third. Like mm-hmm. I will only cook for my man. I will mm-hmm. only do this for my woman, you know, et cetera. Right. But then it's like, how, like, what value are you giving them to even get a man? You know, like what, it, what is that person going to see? Like if you were dating a guy and you liked him and you said, Hey, I'm a cook tonight. And you showed him your cooking skills and how you were domesticated, et cetera. And give that person that value. They're going to put you on a high, you know, high list of, Hey man, I think I need to, I think I need to marry that woman or I need to yeah. make her my girlfriend or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then it's like, we want to wait to give somebody that value instead of mm-hmm. acting as if, you know, just like, okay, if you want to be a wife, do what you think that wives do. Do what you think mm-hmm. that husbands do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're at mm-hmm. your woman's house and you want to marry her, take out the trash. Hey, yeah. where, where's your trash pan? Okay, cool. I got it. I'll take it out. Oh, hey, you need help with the groceries? Okay, here. I'm I'm here. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and but then a lot of people, they, they just, like you said, they just want to wait. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of the things that's damaging our communities it's like don't let the illusion of self-worth have you withhold the value you can give Mm. to people and the world you know that's great that that is i really liked how you how you phrased that i think that's really powerful and see i i believe that people are just in scarcity on a Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis and what i mean i don't mean just money i mean more like mentally in scarcity they're always mm. in lack. They're always, yeah. uh, but before they can, they can give, they got to receive because I, I just need, need, need. There's never enough. And it's because they don't feel enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they, they can't give because they, they just want more for themselves. And this, in this complete mental scarcity, mental lack that they're always seeing the things that are missing. Right. I've been guilty of it in the past as well. And that's oh, why man. I believe in, in gratitude so yeah. much because when you start to actually give the energy of gratitude and focus on the things that are actually going for you, then all of a sudden you you unlock this different world where you're happy to give because mm-hmm. y- you realize that first of all, what you're looking for is just for you to like you. Right. For you to be, for you to feel like you're worthy. And once you, you give yourself that, because if you expect it from someone else from the external, it'll never come in the way mm-hmm. that, that you actually want. So you got to give it to you first. It's between you and you. And then once you've done it between you and you, now you can, you can give it because it's about giving from the abundance and from the abundance of, of your own cup. Or right. from the overflow of your own cup. But see, where's the problem? That most people's cup is empty. And they try to give, 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 give in the hope to fill their own cup, but it doesn't work. Because first your cup has to be full. First you need, and it can be money, relationships, whatever, health, right? First mm-hmm. you've got to be the king. First you've got right. to be the queen. And then you can, you, you've got the overflow of your cup that you that you give and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense in relationships. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's really a powerful, powerful concept. And when people are not in their king or their queen self on every single day, and they don't have a a way, a method to stay into that version of themselves every single day, they fall off it. 
and they get caught up in the world in the distractions and everything sucks you it sucks blood out of you like they want something from you and we give 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 instead of actually being like nah i'm not doing that i'm gonna right. protect protect me not protect me in the sense of like i can't do stuff because i gotta protect me no i've got to make sure that i stay in that state mm-hmm. and then from there i can give now i can right. make a difference right yeah but a popular phrase right now is protect your peace you know, and I'm definitely all about that myself because I'm like, you know, I got to cut certain things out, certain people, certain music just so I could stay, you know, laser focused. But that's me because I know, you know, I'm the type of guy that I'll get distracted like that, you know, or yeah. be like, you know, because you got to blend in, you got to wiggle. But then it's like, how do you just stay on course? But in, for me, it's just like no distractions at all. Like mm. if you're not mm. on this frequency with me, then more than yeah. likely you got to get out of my face. Yeah, You know, I really don't yeah. have time for it because I'm building right now. Maybe yeah. when I'm finished building, I could indulge, you know, whatever you're trying to do because I already set a foundation. But while I'm building, I got to be laser focused. Yeah. Like I can't. Nah, man, no distractions. It, it, yeah. You, no, you have no, to eliminate them. At no point, at no point, if if there is someone in your life that actually is in your corner and is backing you for for who you are, mm-hmm. they will never ask you to indulge too, because th- that's that's a mindset that um, I had to learn as well. Just like, oh, okay, once I'm done, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Why? If you love what you're doing, if it brings you life, there is no need to indulge. Right. Because because you're already indulging in the things that you enjoy every single day, and you mm-hmm. and you've got the vision of again kings have got vision right that their purpose over pleasure, right? right? They they live and they find their pleasure in the purpose, right? So yeah. I just I just had to I just had to say that piece because <laughs> it's it's um w- when people are on a mission and they love what they do and they feel called to do it then man, I don't want anything to get in their way because I know that eventually when when you fulfill your purpose, when you're building, I bet when you're building, you love your life because you're busy, you're focused, yeah. you've got a purpose, right? Yeah. No one could take you away from what you're doing now. This is like the flow zone, right? Right. So, man, more of that and surround yourself with people that and also get have accountability to help you to, to help you to hit those standards and to stay the course and to stay focused and and to not listen to the inner little bitch voice in our mind that wants right. wants to be like oh have a have a day off rest you've done enough indulge have a cheat meal no nah, man why mm-hmm. why do i need to have a cheat meal why do i need to cheat myself because everybody else does yeah now we conform to what everyone else is doing and we want right. to be Instead of being the eagle, now we're trying to be like pigeons. Oh yeah, pigeons always flying in in flock because it's safety. Whereas right. eagles fly alone. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's and easy you, to you're be a an pigeon, eagle. man. It's definitely easy, but yeah, it's like, oh, you could do this. Oh, you could slack off. Oh, you could do. It's like, mm. nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. But that's when you gotta mm. shut out all of that noise. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, mm. this is for me. You could do that, but I know if I have a cheat meal. My intestines are gonna be jacked up. Yes. I'm not gonna. My bowel movements gonna be crazy. So that may be okay for you, but I can't mm. do it. Even though I see the rock, 
you know, sitting in there eating six pancakes and he's super big and super muscular. Mm-hmm. That's good for him, but I can't do it. Yeah. You know, it'll tear That's me self awareness, right? Yeah. We need exactly. that awareness. Which is a major key and something that, you know, a lot of us need because I feel like that's more so the forefront of my philosophy. It's like you have to know yourself and know yourself. Knowing yourself is not adopting a whole bunch of ideologies, you know, and try to figure out which one is for you. It's more so you coming up with your own ideology and moving forward with that. You know, like, what do you mm. think about yourself? How do you operate? Mm. And you can't break away from it at all. Yes. You know, because like some people joke with me like, hey, man, you should do a bodybuilding competition or you should do this. I'm like, man, I'm not doing any of that. I do this because it's just, you know, I work out because it's something I like to do. I always like to be strong, healthy and fit. That's been my yeah. thing, you yeah. know, and it's been my thing forever. Well, now, you know, fitness is kind of like a online fad. But people know me from high school, college. You know, there has never been a time where I fell off of my fitness journey ever. Yeah. Like that is what they expect. If you tell them, man, Sherman is 275 pounds, they will not believe you probably ever. Yeah. You know, ever in life, you know, so it's like, I'm not going to lose that identity of me for anything. You know, it's always been a part of me. It might be an online fad or people do it for whatever reason. So they want to, but this has always been a part of my life. It's powerful. You know, and, and then that, I that was a, a really powerful foundation for you in your whole life. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Seriously. Like I met another guy. He was like, I like to run and I like to do cycling, you know, in the rough terrains. I'm like, man, that's good for you. As long as you're doing the physical activity that you love, you know, yeah. kudos to you. But I'm not going to look at him and say, oh man, you need to get a bigger chest or bigger arm. It's like, that's probably not his thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. hey, it yeah. is what it is, you know? Yeah. But a lot, I notice that a lot of people are critical about how other people are living their lives based off of how they live theirs. And I'm like, you know, I'm okay with what anyone does, but I'm more so look at it as like, just try to be as healthy as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. You know, don't damage your your health. You know what I'm yes. saying? As long as you're healthy, you're active, you're doing some type of physical exercise, walking around the block, anything, you're not, you know, gluttonous or anything like that. It's okay. Yeah. You know, everybody doesn't have to be strong and buff. It's, hey, that's just my thing. And I really think that you have to be crazy to go in the gym several days a week and tear that muscle and, you know, like dedicate yourself to something like that. That takes a whole different type of person, mm. you know? Mm. So, with that being said, it's just like, that's how I'm self-aware of me and not adopting anybody else's ideologies for me and who I am, you know? Yeah, that's powerful. And, and it's yeah. in that, that is very much one of the first phases to actually have that confidence within yourself to say, hey, I'm, I'm looking after me. I'm doing the important mm-hmm. things. I'm mastering my mind. I'm chasing greatness. I'm I'm becoming a better version of me every single day. And I'm okay with what is right for me. I'm not chasing. I'm not just copying and regurgitating what everyone else is doing because what, what I'm doing is actually working for me. And I'm, I'm grounded in that. That is very powerful because so many yeah. people out there are just looking at the next celebrity, the next big guy, the, the that, oh, I just want to be like that. And again, we go back to that scarcity, 
right? That of chasing that celebrity sort of mindset, like, oh my goodness, yeah. I just want to do that. I just want to chase that without ever truly changing who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Or upgrading who they are and being committed to who they want to be. So right. that is, and, and similar similar to you, for me in, in our process, fitness and movement is an in- integral part of what we do. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's less about the thing. Everything that I do, it's less about the thing and more about who does it help you to become. Because right. you and that identity that you have, I love the the way that you put it, that you never let go of that identity. What staying consistent to that journey then tells me about you is that you, you're able to make good decisions on a consistent basis. You're able mm-hmm. to not just be all about your feelings and emotions, that you're able to get to the gym when you know when you say you're going to on a consistent basis and if i am ever going to coach someone or let's say i was someone that wanted to work with you whether it's with taxes or the other things that you do man i'd want someone to be fit athletic strong that does my taxes why right because i can trust that person i can trust that person that when things get hard and, and they get tired and they're vulnerable, they're going to be able to push through. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the body is a manifestation of the mind. So mm-hmm. me just looking at your body, right, in a completely judgmental way, right? But humans are judgmental. So let's get, let's get used to it, right? right? I already tell certain things about you. If you were 350 pounds and you were a life or a fitness coach, then I'm not sure you telling me that I should be active will be something that I value. Right. right? Does that make sense? So, and and it sounds, and it sounds, it's hard to say, right. But it's true because, because we, we, again, we need to be a match for the, where we want to go, but also for us to be the the ultimate version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so if you, you have to be the person, you have to you have to develop the the key success traits and characteristics no matter how you do it for the guy that maybe you interviewed a few weeks ago his thing was running and and riding bikes right if that's the way that he ticks and and it's what's going to help him great someone else might be pumping ice seven days and that's what they need perfect someone else is swimming every day right gives a shit it's just right. whatever you need to do to get yourself into that zone to master yourself. That's mm-hmm. the key. Once you do mm-hmm. that, then you are qualified to help other people with whatever you do, because right. now you've now you've mastered you. Now you're you're the you can ask someone to raise their standards. Why? Because you raise your standards every single day. You mm-hmm. know what it feels like. You know what it tastes like. You know mm-hmm. what it's like when you're you're you know two reps away from from finishing your set and right. you know the pain, you know where your mind wants to go. Your little bitch self comes out and says, ah, oh, that's enough. You can't do this one. And then you still push or you're at that exhaustion rep, that failure set where you're just, you're just shaking, you're just holding there, holding there. And all you in your victory, your win is just to simply hold it there, hold it there. And then eventually find the strength to just get to the end. But right. it is in that, in that struggle that you grew. Mm-hmm. And your struggle for you might be one. For me, it might be another. For the person that you're coaching, might be another again. But right. it's the same. It's the right. same thing. 
And right. ultimately, it's about energy. It's about people. It's about actually, why is it that two people online are saying the same thing, but one person you're like, eh, and the other one you buy? Why? Because you feel that that person has lived it. You feel that there's something different. You know how we say, oh, there's just something about them. Mm-hmm. That's an energy because they're living the life. Right. And you right. connect. And if you're also on the same path, you guys connect in a way that it, there's that synergy, that synchronicity. Like that's my person. I can, I, that's them, mm-hmm. right? They get me because you're on the and same frequency. And that's all you need sometimes. You know, it's just like that click. Like if you yeah. see, you know, someone, somebody that you're attracted to and you see another person that you're attracted to, you might get a feeling for like, the other person because it's like it's just something about them that captivates me i don't know what it is but that's i'm I'm gonna go with this one yeah you know i I could just tell just something about that person you know but energy doesn't lie you know Mm -hmm. and it's a very real thing so working on the internal like we mentioned before (laughs) throughout this uh podcast is that it's it's very important because that's what exerts to the Mm -hmm. world you know it's your Mm -hmm. internal and i you know i even even some, I remember one time um, I went to go get something to eat at a restaurant and I just had on sweats and a um, a hoodie. And the owner came behind the behind the uh, counter and just started interacting with me. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, what is it about me that this guy wants to talk about? You know, like, I don't get it. Like, I didn't understand it, but I was just like, it's not necessarily what you have on, but it's the energy that you project that attracted this person to talking to you and you guys developing a relationship, you know, cause yeah. we ended up becoming like close friends. Like we'll text each other, call each other, do business together, et cetera. But he felt something, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, man, like, I just want to tell you, you're like spot on. Like every time you talk, I just go back to like a, a scenario in my head. Well, you know, something that happened in my past, I was just like, damn, I see that. You know, that makes total sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. This has been a great conversation, Carlo. Man, I feel like we could go on for hours. But <laughs> maybe we'll know, do maybe. a pot to another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, hopefully, you know, one time, you know, one day you'll get a chance to come to LA and you know, we could do a show or whatever, man, in person. Yeah, I feel like that'll epic. be very powerful, man. Dude, I'll take you up on that. I'm looking at that'll be that'd be super cool. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, yeah, man, Brian, I want to thank you so much for taking time out to share your story, share your knowledge, share your wisdom with the Militant Grind podcast, man. I feel like I'm going to watch this three times myself because I just had epiphanies like the whole time. Like, you have been amazing, man. Like, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Thank you to your listeners. And if if there's anything I can do um, for, for anyone listening, please feel free to reach out. I love connecting with people and um, it's been an honor and real pleasure. Yeah. So where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on Instagram. So at the Kingmaker coaching, uh, feel free to, to jump on. I love, I love connecting with people and finding out stories and, even if um, you say, Hey, I was listening to, to the militant grind. I uh, love what you said about this, this love to um, obviously love to connect. And when there's something that connects with people, then it's really cool to, um, to talk further about her and, and just to, to build that community of like-minded people. So at the Kingmaker coaching is where you can find me. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Well, again, guys, this is Carlo. Say your last name again. I he said this. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's why we just go for the kingmaker. The kingmaker is yeah, yeah. Let's just go for the kingmaker. So thank you, Carlo the Kingmaker, for uh joining again, man. Have a great rest of your day. I know it's probably like eight o'clock out there, and you have the rest of your day to do whatever you're gonna do, man. So yeah, man. Thank you so much again, bro. Awesome. Thank you. All right.